My Seven Chakras, episode 29. My favorite quote comes from the Indian uh, book called the Upanishads. And the quote is about the highest state of enlightenment. And what it says is, when one realizes that highest state of enlightenment, what is there to realize and who is there to realize it? And I'll explain that. I think it's the greatest joke in the world. And the highest state of enlightenment is the state of oneness, where you are one with spirit, you're one with God, whatever it is you believe in. There's just oneness. There's no more duality. There's no more stress. There's no more anything. So if there's only oneness, what is there to realize? And who is there? You can't say, I realize it, because that's two. <laughs> the seven chakras swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head for thousands of years this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple what are the functions of these energy centers and could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose welcome to my seven chakras and now your host Aditya Jai Kumar. Good morning, co-creators. AJ here and you are listening to My 7 Chakras, a show where you get to listen to insights, advice and tips on how to improve the quality of your life. And today, I am electrified to bring you our featured guest, Swami Sadashiv Tirtha, fondly known as Swamiji or the Hip Guru. So Swamiji, are you ready to inspire? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> On all levels. <laughs> Wonderful. Over the past four decades, Swamiji presented to the White House Alternative Medicine Commission and wrote in number one Amazon bestseller, The Ayurveda Encyclopedia. Today, he shares his new book, The Stress-Free College Student and a Tool for Instant Stress relief. So Swamiji, I've given our listeners a mini intro. So take a minute and tell us more about yourself. Sure, AJ. Uh, I've been, as you said, for the past 40 years, 40 years ago, I started meditating yoga. And back then, I mean, now yoga is, is on every corner, basically. It's in the spas, it's in the gyms. But back then, the only people we knew who practiced meditation, I should say, is uh, with the Beatles. But we, that's all we knew about it. So it's, it's come a long way. And the, the meditation was, was wonderful. And over the years, I, from that, I discovered the Ayurveda. And I actually had, was reading about the Ayurveda, and I had the flu. And there was a store in New York City where I was living at the time that sold Ayurvedic herbs. And I took it home. The guy says, take this for your flu. And I brought it home and I put it in the water and I drank it. And instantly I felt balanced. And I didn't know I was out of balance till I felt balanced. And AJ, I said, nothing in my life has ever worked that fast. I've got to learn mm -hmm. more about this. So everything I do in my life is based on instant results. So the meditation was instant results, the, the yoga, the Ayurveda, then I got into uh, Indian feng shui uh, later on, and that whole realm of, I, I basically covered all the healing arts of Vedic astrology, all of that right up until um, around the 2000s. And then in the last, since, uh, since then, then I got into, uh, I went to the Amazon rainforest, and uh, the shamans there recognized me as a natural-born shaman. And that's when I got into even more instant healing. I call it heart blessings because it's just from my heart to your heart. Mm -hmm. And uh, got into the the neuroscience side of things, EEG brainwaves, and and the the bridge between science and spirit. And it's a very exciting time. And then by uh, December 2012, we started a new era, which is talked about in the Indian uh, Vedas and in uh, the the Mayan calendar and indigenous populations around the whole world. So we're living in a very exciting time. And that's sort of in the process. I wrote a book uh, called the Bhagavad Gita for modern times, which to bring, to give examples that we can relate to in our, our nine to five life. And uh, my new book uh, is the stress-free college student. And that's because the college students, I wanted to address that 80% of them or more are anxious or depressed 50% are, are dropping out. Uh, they're drinking and driving and dying and um, 
die, dropping uh, of, of health issues and, and, and shooting people. I mean, it's, it's becoming an epidemic. It is an epidemic. And the good news, AJ, is that it, with some very simple stress management tools, I make it instant, you know, 60 seconds or less, I guarantee it, you feel yourself de-stressing. It's a very exciting time. Well, thanks a lot for that wonderful introduction. And I completely agree. We are living in a very exciting time indeed. Now, Swamiji, I'm sure you agree that thoughts are things. Sometimes we hear a phrase or idea, an idea that makes us think, a thought that leads to a vision and a vision that leads to action. And ultimately, that action changes the world around us. And because of this wonderful phenomena, we usually begin our show with an inspirational quote. So Swamiji, what's your favorite inspirational quote? And give us an example of how you apply this quote to your everyday life. My favorite quote comes from the Indian uh, book called the Upanishads. And the quote is about the highest state of enlightenment. And what it says is, when one realizes that highest state of enlightenment, what is there to realize? And who is there to realize it? And I'll explain that. I think it's the greatest joke in the world. And the highest state of enlightenment is the state of oneness, where you are one with spirit, you're one with God, whatever it is you believe in. There's just oneness. There's no more duality. There's no more stress. There's no more anything. So if there's only oneness, what is there to realize? And who is there? You can't say, I realize it, because that's two. <laughs> So to me, it, 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 it shows a lot of things. First off, it just makes me, it's the best joke I've ever heard. And it helps me to remember that spirituality is about joy. It's not about punishment or guilt or suffering. And, and thirdly, it just helps you laugh your way to a higher and higher enlightenment. You know, enlightenment is a big word, but really it's just a frictionless joy, frictionless celebration in our lives, in our doing what we love to do, doing a word like sounds from your voice. You could tell you love what you're doing right now, having this radio show. So if we do what we love, we're in joy more than not. And if we're doing something somebody else told us we should do. So that's how I apply it. I love how you mentioned this, the state of oneness. And when you are in the state of oneness. It's like you said, it's a joke because it's just one. And I've heard this principle, uh, something similar to what you just said in the principle of oneness of self and environment, where uh, as soon as we realize that when we talk to people around us, when we interact with our community and people who live in our space, we see us in their eyes. And when we see us in their eyes, we that feeling of empathy and compassion automatically uh, gener is, is generated and we, we want to help people rise uh, to the next level. And like you mentioned, well, it's good to have goals and be future-oriented. The question that all our listeners should ask is, what about right now? Are you feeling happy at this moment? And that I think is a good way to assess uh, whether we, have, we, we are getting closer to that state of oneness. So thanks a lot for sharing. Sure. You know, you talked about thoughts or things. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm a visionary person. I have to see the goal. I have to see the end of something before I start it. So over time, I've developed that to the point where at any given moment, I am in the best place, the most comfortable place, the most spiritual place, the most joyful place I can be in the moment. So that whatever happens that day, I'm, I'm best prepared. So I live up in the mountains now. I live where the cows live. It's green and fresh air and fresh water. And I live in paradise. So I, I'm living at my goal. And then from there, I say, now let's help the world live in its goal. And let's bring more joy and celebration in the world. But you always, what I discovered is always be in the best, best place you can be. Don't put that off. Say, well, someday I'll get there. When I retire, I'll get there. That would be a very sad life. <laughs> <laughs> True. So this beautifully transitions into a question that I was going to ask you next. Because I was going to ask you whether you like spending time in nature. And you just, <laughs> and you just answered that. <laughs> That's wonderful. So let's imagine that you're conducting a health workshop or maybe a retreat mm -hmm. somewhere among the mountains. And one of your attendees asks you, Swamiji, what is the main focus at this point 
in your life, what would you tell them? Right now, because I touched on this earlier, we're really in a new era. I call it the the celebration era. And uh, we've had before uh, B.C. and then A.D., and basically, uh, A.D. was they started the calendar when when Jesus influence touched the earth. And the Mayans said, well, we're go- we have to start the calendar again in, in December 2012 because we're coming into what I would say is the joyful era. Jesus was preached love, as did Krishna. So the love got to develop over this era. And now, because the love has developed so much, we're able to celebrate. So I say we're at the beginning of the celebration era. And what what that means in practical terms, I mean, celebrate, but it means we're coming into a place where we're thinking joy, we become joy. We become lighter. Our bodies respond to joy means it doesn't respond to illness as much. The more we think and joy, the more, you know, there's that, uh, there was a famous person who said that he was getting ill. And so he watched all of these comedies and he laughed himself back to health. So by having joy in our lives, that's the best medicine. Uh, In the future, we won't have health centers. We'll have joy centers because People aren't coming for health anymore. They're already healthy. They're coming for just more joy, for more energy. And so my main focus now is what I call heart blessings or energy blessings. And you come to me and I offer you a three-step process because we're still in a transition. So you come with a problem. I don't know what to do at work. My work is stuck. My health is stuck. I have this pain. I have a family issue. So first thing is, it's not, or okay, so even if somebody says, I had a car accident and I, I can't work anymore, within three minutes, usually that pain is gone, which is means it wasn't physical. It was mental. It was a thought. Thoughts are things, as you said. So within a minute, we clear out. I help that person clear out the block. Once the blocks are clear, your mind is clear, your brain is clear, what is your vision? If you are no longer limited by that belief and you feel great now, what can you do with your life? And so we next, after getting clearer, then we get a clear vision for you. Once you're it really, like you said, right from the beginning of this show, you're so excited and electrified. What are the action steps you're going to take, your clear action steps? So that's what my main focus is now with people. Instantly, within the first minute, we get clear. By the end of a 15-minute session, we, we take three major sessions and and put them in one and you're on your way home and back on track, back aligned with your, your life, why you were born to be on this planet at this time. And I focused specifically now with entrepreneurs because they are, uh, they want to change the world. And if they're stressed out and if they're blocked, if I can help them, we'll change the world a lot quicker. And I work with college students because they are our future. I completely agree with you in saying that we are in an age where a lot of our healing actually depends on our thoughts. And you mentioned that one of the person who, who watched a couple of comedy shows and automatically experienced that healing. I'm not sure if you are aware of this, but in India, particularly, uh, there, there are these parks and recreational centers where a group of people come together and call themselves the Laughter Club. And early in the morning at about 5 o'clock, they start laughing yeah. a lot. <laughs> and initially it's artificial right they're they're inducing that laughter but it's 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 shown that this uh, this practice leads to a lot of uh, healing they feel much better physically mentally and spiritually as well so uh, i agree we're in a new age yeah when i was staying in delhi early in the mornings the park was right outside my window and i oh, really <laughs> and i heard them laughing and it made me smile <laughs> and there's actually research ij that says uh, when even if you fake a smile if you just force a smile you start to produce happy hormones in your brain mm. so fake it till you make it <laughs> exactly so swamiji we're moving on to a topic that is integral to our show which is the chakras uh, and since you have studied energy healing ayurveda and yoga for so many years you may be able to relate really well so Could you talk to us about the significance of chakras in your practice? Yes, sometimes I use them literally. It it all depends on what the client needs. So sometimes I'll scan the person's energy and I'll see a chakra is uh, weak or, uh, and I'll I'll say something. I'll say like, for example, there was a young woman and I said, your your throat chakra is closed and it wants to open up and speak and her eyes pop open. She goes, how did you know that? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, let's just, let's clear it out. And so through the energy, clearing it out, 
and within a few seconds it's clear she goes wow yeah now and now i'm clear i said okay so what do you want to talk about now and she said this and this and this and then she went on her way able to share her message <laughs> and then there are other times where i work more with the energy so uh, more of the oneness of the energy, the wholeness of the energy. So it's not as important focusing on the chakra as the larger limited belief in the brain. Well, I suppose we could think then that's the sixth or the seventh chakra. So, but um, and then so really, when focusing on the limited beliefs mainly, then we work there. I'll, I'll work on on those beliefs. So sometimes I'll actually see that I have to use the word chakra for a person. It's all it's all language. I try to speak in the language of the person. And other times it's it's just that belief. I say, do you do you feel did your parents tell you that if you don't get all A's, you're not going to be worth anything? Yes, yes, yes. Well, let's would you like to clear that? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And then we clear it. Well, I completely agree. I mean, uh, most of the communication that we have these days uh, it's not exactly oral, right? It's it's it might be through the body, uh, it might be through the energy fields, as as you suggested, and it takes an expert who has spent a lot of time uh, learning these uh, different uh, fields, the energy fields, the physical field, uh, to sort of look at a person and immediately suggest uh, a solution, and then and at that point. You have that surprised reaction. How did you know that? So thanks for the explanation. The important one thing I do want to share is that we all have these gifts. And part of what I do is I I start teaching people these simple tools so they can use them themselves. And then those who take courses with me, I have a, a medical intuition training course and a financial intuition training course. Over time, once they start to feel comfortable with some of these tools, I help them discover their own unique way of healing. We each have our own unique gifts. And if you're following a tool that I share with you, then there's still some duality there. But when you can just from your own heart or your own intuition say, oh, here comes some stress, let me change it before it comes to me. And you just do it second nature. That's that's when you're really going to be best. Uh, helping yourself, and then you can go on to help other people more. So everybody can do this. Everybody has intuition. Everybody has can transform their lives in the blink of an eye. So I just want to make sure, because sometimes you, people will listen and go, wow, wow, I wish I could do that. So yeah, you can. You just wish fulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> True. So with that, let's dive right in, Swamiji. What is EFT? Or the emotional freedom technique? Yeah, this is the best introduction that I've found that folks can actually, you can follow along and instantly feel better. What happens is our body has, when we speak about energy, just like we have veins and nerves flowing through our body, we have energy pattern, energy channels, energy highways. And if you know, if you've heard about how acupuncture works, they're the meridians. They call them the meridians. And, and by certain meridians are where the energy clumps up. And when the energy stops moving, it, it's like stagnant water. That's when we have a pain or a doubt or a fear or something, a trip, we fall, something like that. So it's very much like highways on, on the road. If you're going to work at 9, 8.30 in the morning and there's a bumper-to-bumper traffic because somebody's on the side of the road changing a tire and everybody slows down to look at them. And it's really like uh, that's a great analogy for what the energy in our bodies is flowing. But if something happens and slows down at a particular point, like uh, on the top of our head, uh, on in between our eyebrows, the third eye, the sixth chakra, then we can tap those places and say some positive affirmations and actually get to the root of the issue. And if you'd like, I'd be happy to take you through, uh, walk you through, talk you through a tapping session and everybody could follow along unless you're driving in the car. (laughs) (laughs) We would definitely love to have uh, that particular exercise. And and I completely agree when you say that uh, our body has numerous meridians or highways and just like cars when cars stop early in the morning avians in the rush are wanting to go to work but if it clumps up literally everything in that particular highway 
slows down and that affects your energy as well now before we go on to that particular exercise uh, i just wanted to share this that conventional wisdom these days says that true healing takes time they say that as a species we've caught on to the allergy of instant gratification like instant coffee instant letters also known as email instant delivery through amazon prime instagram so, <laughs> ex- exactly <laughs> exactly so it seems as if you know society in general is asking entrepreneurs or students to not be in that form of instant gratification but yet on your website you offer a 100% guarantee of melting stress yes. in 60 seconds or less so first of all how can it work so instantly that aj is a great great question the answer is is very simple when people when when the the community tells us that healing takes time that's a medical system based on the physics of newton the guy who hit apple hit him in the head mm-hmm. and he said oh i invented gravity so we our medical system is based on the physicality that if there's something going on it takes a while for the physical system to work and that that is true but what happened was much later than than newton came quantum physics and quantum physics says you know something when we look at the subtlest level of physical matter there's no physical matter there it's light it's wavelengths and it's energy so at the bottom of at the essence of us below our atoms at the essence of our car or our smartphone is atoms uh, of atoms is is light waves is energy and when we understand and we work on the level of energy that's why it can become instant now why science medical science has not embraced physics science yet it's starting to honestly it is there there are uh, because people think that uh, instant healing or energy healing is is woo woo that the, the the medical universities are afraid to tell people that they're researching this so in secret many of them are it just they need enough research to prove it and then of course it'll just flip and the whole world will embrace it but anybody who tries it says holy cow this is amazing you know 40 years ago when i tried meditation and yoga people in america laughed at me what is that nonsense when i went to holistic health and vegetarianism people laughed at me and now it's everywhere so i wouldn't let any if something works for me i use it i don't care what what my family and friends will say or what the culture says and if you want to feel better try it cuz you have nothing to lose if it doesn't work for you it didn't no, no harm no foul if it does work for you then wow your life has just changed for forever so there you go listeners at the essence of us we are atoms we're atoms we're energy we're light and that healing is possible and there are various practices out there but again don't assume anything that is being told to you like swami ji says if there's a practice try it out for yourself see if it works and if it works adopt it right and with that i would request uh, swami ji if you could take us through that 60 seconds that technique so that the listeners back at home maybe uh, at their office or maybe outdoors can actually experience it and uh, maybe get an opportunity to feel how it's like to melt stress away in 60 seconds uh, a small note if you're driving obviously please <laughs> please don't follow <laughs> the exercise because uh, that's not the best way to uh, that'll increase you know, your stress <laughs> <laughs> that'll increase your, exactly exactly so ready whenever you are swamiji sure and and just to tie it together the uh, the final essence of this is when we talk about energy we're energy really what we're talking about is the vibration of love of harmony so that's just another language to use that i think most people can grasp the more you feel love for yourself the better you'll feel so i'd like each of you now to think of that which is your current biggest stress it could be physical it could be a neck pain or a back pain it could be something emotional like you're anxious it could be fear or worry or it could be like you're stuck lethargic or you're confused or whatever is bothering you the most think about the last time it bothered you maybe this morning maybe yesterday at work think of that incident and feel it again and then rate it how bad is it for you does it feel like it's a 10 which is unbearable or is it closer to a 5 which is not so great or is it a 1 which is manageable so think of that issue 
feel it, bring it back to your awareness just for a minute because we're going to get rid of it. I'm not being sadistic here. Clear that out. I mean, I th- rate it, give it a rating, and then we'll we'll clear it out. So, AJ, you have your issue. You don't have to tell me what it is, but... I, I do have. I do have it in my mind. Yep. Okay. So what I'd like you to do is take one hand and open, have your palm facing up. It doesn't matter which hand. And with your other hand, do some karate chopping very gently into the palm of your hand. So I have my right hand chopping into my left palm. And repeat after me as you karate chop at the same time, even though, and you say that too, Ajay, even though, even though I have this issue, I have this issue. I fully love and accept myself. I fully love and accept myself. Excellent. And even though, even though I don't know how to get rid of this issue, I don't know how to get rid of this issue. I fully love and accept myself. I fully love and accept myself. And last time, even though, even though I don't know how this issue even gets to me, I don't know how this issue even gets to me. I fully love and accept myself. I fully love and accept myself. Excellent. That was part one. You did great. Part two, tap the top of your head, take a nice deep breath, exhale and say, Ah, I feel my issue resolving. Ah, I feel my issue resolving. Excellent. Now tap on the inside tips of the eyebrows, just near the bridge of the nose. You can use one or both hands for that. Use two fingers and tap on the eyebrows and say, I see the stress melting away. I see the stress melting away. Excellent. And now tap on the outside of the eyes on the hard bone there. I sense things are turning around. I sense things are turning around. Excellent. And now tap under the eyes on the cheekbone. Wow, I'm giving back to my old self again. Wow, I'm giving back to my old self again. Excellent. And now tapping under the nose. Even my voice is more energy and joy. Even my voice is more energy and joy. Excellent. And tap just above the chin. Yep. I'm starting to get to my good health again. Yep, I'm starting to get back to my good health again. Excellent. And the last one, uh, next to last one, under find your collarbone and tap just under your collarbone mm-hmm. and say, well, my body, mind, and health are really happy and healthy again. Well, my body, mind, and health are really happy again. Excellent. And then on the, on the backside of one of your hands, in between your ring and middle finger on the back part, tap in there and say, I've got a handle on this situation. I've got a handle on this situation. All right. You guys are great. Rub your hands together. Clap your hands three times. Rub your face, rub your head, rub your ears, rub your neck and shoulders and take a nice deep breath and stretch. Okay. Now, Bring back that stressful issue Mm -hmm. and see what number it comes up to now. So if it was, say, a 7, is it a 6 or a 2? If it was an 8, is it a 0? And what was your first starting number, Ajay? Uh, Mine was 7. 7. And what number is it now? Now it's 3, definitely. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It is. It is. I could feel it as soon as I was hitting those, those points. I could feel a vibration. Yeah, and and I've not felt uh, that way in a while. So, thanks a lot for this for this uh, exercise. And it just took uh, literally sixty seconds. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I slowed it down for you guys. Um, the and now now if you've for, for those of you listening who say let's say you started at seven or an eight or even a ten, and it came down even one point, isn't that great? And now just tap it again and tap it again until it comes down. If it comes between a one and a three, it starts to become manageable. But you can keep tapping till it goes away if you'd like. And I do have this video, a free video of this on my website. So you can go there and watch it till you learn where to touch, where to tap, the places to tap. And so you can go um, to thehipguru.com and under courses, under academy, uh, the very bottom drop-down says free videos, and you'll see it right there. So how do you feel now? I'm feeling much better. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> what I'm going to do is, uh, like you mentioned, you've shared the domain name. Uh, we're all go- also going to add the link to the video directly in the show notes. Sure. So whoever comes on Wonderful. here can you know just go on the link and uh, see the video and, and practice it multiple occasions. Because I think you suggested that... Uh, 
over practice if a person does it on a consistent period of time then the stress really melts down much faster in the future occasions yeah you start to get things out and usually they're you're getting the root out so they don't come back mm. and what what i did when i first learned this i i hold up for the weekend i created my own little spa here at home and i just tapped the whole weekend oh here's something i can get rid of here's something i can get rid of yeah <laughs> and so instead of saying oh, oh my goodness i have this this issue you say oh good i found this issue i can clear this one out too <laughs> true yeah true. so have fun with it and you know i have i have clients i have one client in london and she walks up around the street tapping in front of everybody <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't <laughs> care what she looks like she just gets the stuff out absolutely i think once you have found the way then uh, what people think around you and you know how people feel when they look at you it does not matter as long as you're getting those results you're eliminating your stress you're empowering yourself and you're feeling much better uh, so thanks for sharing that exercise uh, now swamiji you are a breakthrough expert in personal and professional transformations and you've helped literally thousands of college students melt away stress and achieve breakthroughs in their lives and in their career so what were you doing before this before the energy healing i was i had a, a school of ayurveda that i founded Ayurveda is the healing system from India, and uh, it helps you address health issues, lifestyle issues, career issues, and using herbs, using foods, using uh, aromas and colors for emotional therapy, uh, things of that nature. And I used Vedic astrology to help people find their life purpose and understand why they were born on this planet. And if there are like if there are blocks so let's say you see in the chart that you would be a really great artist but there's a there's a block there then i would offer mantras to release that block so you could succeed as an artist so i really was more i started with meditation and yoga and then when i discovered the ayurveda and vedic astrology that helped people with their lives the more specifics of their life and then i also got into the what I call the feng shui of India, which is called vastu or structure. Because the way you, if you're in college, for example, and your dorm is cluttered, if you live in a very, uh, in a house, and in India, it's a very popular thing to have, to have your houses built according to the laws of nature, according to the vastu structure. And that takes a lot of stress out of your life as well. If you, for example, here's a tip. If you sleep with your head to the east, you'll have much better sleep, more creative sleep. If you sleep with your head to the south, you'll have much deeper sleep. And those are one of the two directions you would want to consider sleeping in. Mm -hmm. So thanks for that. So let's assume a person listening to the show right now has done the exercise, heard about uh, EFT, and has decided to learn more about the practice of EFT. What are certain benefits that this person could obtain from getting training in EFT? Now, if you could break down these benefits into short term, and then the long-term basis as well. Well, in terms of this is just one of the energy tools that I, I teach. The benefit of EFT is, as, as we were discussing, you start to clear yourself out. So this was actually part one of three in a consultation that I offer. So part two would be now looking at your vision. What is your vision? Now that you don't have a block, what would you love to do with your life? And once we figure that out, then step three is, what can you do? Let's give you three steps to take that you can do when you get home to take action to make it happen. So you really get rid of your stress problems. You discover your vision in life, which brings great joy. And then you have some, some tools to take, some action steps to take home and work on as tools to succeed. So that's the short term, the midterm, and the long term. And then for those, there are some people you know, Ajay, like myself, that when these things come to you, they so change your life that you want to help other people do the same thing. And so then you take courses like my courses in medical intuition or financial intuition and help other people learn uh, the EFT in a professional environment. So if it's, let's say, for example, you're an MBA student, is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now let's say you graduate and, well, well let's say you, you go to class and everybody says, Ajay, everybody's stressed out but you. What are you doing right? And you say, well, I, I know I took a course in EFT. And they say, could you teach us? I says, yeah, I have a class on Thursday nights down at the center. Come on down. 
there's nothing more rewarding to help people in any whatever you're doing in business in in healing arts it's all the same thing when you help people you help yourself it's kind of like a a, a healthy selfish thing <laughs> yeah absolutely i love how you broke it down into three parts one is first you help the student or the entrepreneur eliminate that blockage thing that is stopping him or her from moving ahead then you help them discover the vision and then use those tools to head towards the vision and i was still at the traffic signal or the highway analogy that you had used a while back because i was thinking another car is stuck on the road and then you eliminate the block maybe you change the tire or something like that so the car is ready to go and then you switch on the gps you know and then you you feed in feed in where you want to head and once you identify your vision where you want to go and then uh, you use the gear you shift up and and then your car finally proceeds so thanks for sharing yeah i'm glad you 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 rounded it out and brought it back to that vision that that really does put it all together because without action we still can't succeed we can get out our stress we can have wonderful visions but if we don't take action that often picks up just more stress we've spoken about some really powerful benefits of eft and we know that eft can help you melt stress in 60 seconds but you know what my seven chakra listeners love to hear stories stories of people who have used eft to transform their life so is there a student or maybe an a client of yours who has used eft and the other energy healing practices that you teach them to transform their life oh absolutely i when i came back from the amazon rainforest when i was there somehow in a ceremony i discovered what i called heart blessings and when i came back i said you know i'm i'm thinking i'm able to help people in just a few minutes and i started to hold free training sessions not training sessions but group sessions at the local health food store on Saturdays mm-hmm. and people would come in and most of them never did anything they're brand new they're college students they don't know anything about this and somebody would say i have this health issue and i'd say okay everybody let's go into silence and just in your own way send this person blessings and after a minute or two i would go around the room and i'd say what did you see think feel or hear while you were sending this person blessings and people would say well i saw a blue front door and then the person who was getting the blessing says my house has a blue front door and all of a sudden this person realizes they have intuitive abilities they didn't know about and as each person goes around the room the, the client if you will is saying that's helping me that's helping me this is i feel better i feel better and one of the best experiences that came from that was a woman who was not even there she said my mother uh used to have leukemia it went away but it just came back recently and the doctors know what to do so we did a blessing for the mother and that was a saturday and the next friday the woman called me and she said the doctor said to my mother we don't understand it but your leukemia is gone wow that was uh, just so wonderful to hear i mean i just i can't be happier than something like that and uh, another time Uh, a friend of mine called me up and she was telling her friend about me and she said that the girl was in a is a college girl and she was at a, a a rock concert and she fell and hit her head and she's in a coma in the hospital can you do something so i said i'll send her blessings now and she called me later and she says while you were sending the blessings she came out of the coma the the nurses called uh, the mother and the mother called her and she called me and again one of the the main things i i always emphasize is all of us can do this i'm not special in that way we're all special in our own ways but but i'm not up on the hill saying i'm the one who can do this come see me i'm saying i can do it you can do it with training it's it's innate in all of us but the, when you when you help people like this and and of course honestly not everybody can get help for for reasons perhaps they're not ready perhaps they they're fighting they're resisting it but mostly i i like you to come with a healthy skepticism i want you to come and not pretend and see if it works and if you just have that open mind something happens some shift happens and for some people major things happen So these are two of my favorite stories. What really inspired me was your first story in particular because you had a room of people students particularly who did not have any experience right in healing or intuition but just because you told them 
gave them an idea and they had an open mind right. that this is possible you know that that led to the that uh, to those results uh, am i correct it was they didn't even the open mind yeah more than an open mind they had no expectations they didn't know oh okay they they just i said what did you see here feel or think now some people would say oh i wasn't thinking about anything uh, i wasn't thinking about this i said what were you thinking about i don't know i saw a blue door i don't know what that means and then mm-hmm. that person validated i have the blue door <laughs> okay <laughs> so when once we put away expectations of what's supposed to happen what's supposed to be right that's when we see it directly experience which is what is what a researcher what a scientist really does is experiment without bias so you see without bias what's that you are intuitive don't worry about failures worry about the chances you miss when you don't even try this is a quote shared by thought leader keynote speaker and motivational expert jack canfield mm. and this is going to be the central theme for the next phase of our show which is all about a major challenge or a learning moment so swamiji tell us about a time when you were faced by a major challenge or a barrier take us to that moment tell us how you were feeling at that instant and then how did you approach that particular challenge sure actually i have a photograph of me and jack canfield together oh wonderful so. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> let's see um a time that i was challenged i think my biggest challenge uh is how i i got into all of this and i was a freshman in college back in 1972 and my parents were in a car accident and they died in the accident and when so obviously that tragedy shook me up i it was in the summer so it was before school started again mm. and usually when i would go back to school after the summer it takes a few days of adjusting back from the summer fun and lack of responsibilities but this time i couldn't adjust i couldn't bounce back anymore and for the next few years i trying any number of things from you know therapies and uh, things like that i couldn't bounce back and then one day there was a sign up on the on the wall that said meditation and at that time we really didn't know what meditation was as i said before mm. but i had nothing to lose because nothing else was working and i tried the meditation and in that instant moment i suddenly had some inner peace and the the metaphor that i use for this ajay is it's like you're outside and it starts to rain you're getting wet so then you go stand on the porch under the awning and even though it's raining outside you're not getting wet anymore and and so that's what happened to me when i started to meditate even though this tragedy mm. occurred and and all this event was going on around me when i started to meditate suddenly i was inside myself protected a little bit there was a little silence a little peace a little buffer zone and it was so profound and and life changing i mean it gave me uh, started to give me my life back that i said when i graduate college well when i graduated college i said this is what i want to do i want to help other people mm-hmm. because if i can get through that kind of tragedy with meditation i can help anybody with with their issues so that was my biggest uh, challenge at the time and that's how i i went through it through going inside of myself connecting to myself internally mm-hmm. so looking back now what is that one major life lesson you would want our listeners to take away from your story from that particular story mm-hmm. nothing is as bad as it seems you know there's very few things there are certainly things that are could be worse than what i went through but very few but if i could go through that you can get through what you can get through and the the weight and it's more than that it's more than just motivation you can get through it through stress management techniques through meditation through EFT the solutions are there and you can get through them very quickly now quicker than ever so there's hope for everybody mm-hmm. well thanks a lot for sharing your story with us i know it must have been really hard to go back to that very moment but because you did our listeners have one more reason to not give up stand up once again and take action absolutely and with that we are now moving on to the next portion of our show which is all about finding your true calling or your purpose so oprah winfrey once said i believe there's a calling for all of us 
I know that every human being has value and purpose. The real work of our lives is to become aware and awakened and to answer that call. So my question to you, uh, Swamiji, have you found your calling? If yes, what is your calling? The, okay, that's a very great question, Ajay. I think there's, there's two answers. I think there's a calling at a time of life, and then that calling changes as the world changes or at least an upgrade from 1.0 to 2.0. I think my calling came when I realized I wanted to help people with meditation because I was going to college for radio, television, and film, which I really loved. But when my parents died, I, my heart just went out of all of that, everything. I used to love playing baseball, and I didn't, I didn't care about that anymore. So my world really shifted, and I went into, by helping other people, I had a purpose to live. I had some, the joy came mm-hmm. not from what I did for myself, but what I did for others. I think that would, that was my calling at the time. And then it shifted as the times shifted. So when nobody heard about meditation, I, that, that was my mission. When Ayurveda came along and I could help people more, then that happened. And it was actually Deepak Chopra was on Oprah and talked about Ayurveda. And when that, nobody heard about it before that. My center was very quiet. But when he talked about it, then my phone rang off the hook. And then when I went to the Amazon rainforest and found the energy healing, the calling shifted. Mm -hmm. In a sense, it's the same calling, and yet it's a different calling because now it's energy instead of physical. And each time the healing, the transformation happens faster and faster. So... It's kind of an interesting. It's it's a little more than what you're what you asked, but I'd like to share it. Is that if you find something that works, that's great, but don't let it become dogmatic. Don't rest on your laurels. Always try to find something that works even better. And some people will stay with, say, meditation or yoga. Some will stay with Ayurveda. But for me, for whatever reason, I kept have my goal is what works faster, better. How can I change, help change the world more quickly? So really, that's my, my super calling, all my overarcher, overarching my umbrella calling. And it has different phases. And maybe your uh, listeners will notice that in life, too. It's okay to love something and help. And at a certain point, say, you know what, it's time to move on. Because in the old days, and when I was a child, parents would work till 60 and retire or 65. And then they'd do something else with their life. And now my generation came along and we said, well, you know, they, nobody's taking care of our parents and from the business. So we have to care for ourselves mm. and we would change more quickly. So if let's say you're in business now and you love it, but after five years or 10 years, it's not fulfilling. There's nothing wrong with you. Follow your heart. Your calling is shifting. Mm-hmm. And, and life comes full circle. So even now, I'm doing radio and video. And so even though I studied that in college and didn't use it for a long time, it comes back again to help in the energy healing field. Well, thanks a lot for sharing. And I recently re- read about uh, two different types of goals. One is an end goal and one is a means goal. So in my case, my end goal is to transform people's lives all around the world. Uh, and it helped them improve their lives physically, mentally, and spiritually. And well, one of my means right now is to use podcasting as a channel to uh, help uh, experts and healers and, and thought leaders around the world communicate their story, communicate their practice so that people can get inspired. But uh, like you mentioned, it, this is one phase. It, I might have another phase later on where I might use video. Or I might be exposed to another uh, practice where I uh, where I would use that to help people. But uh, like I said, my end goal is to transform people's lives and help them improve their life mentally, physically, and spiritually. So thanks for bringing that into perspective. That and that's really what you just said is step two and step three in my sessions with clients. What is your vision, mm-hmm. and then what is your action plans? And then your vision may shift someday, and that's great. Yeah. You grow bigger. It's like uh, Elon Musk. He started with, what did he start with, eBay or something like that? One of those? PayPal. PayPal. Yeah. And now he's, then he shifted to, to electric cars, and now he shifted to rocket ships. So he's a perfect example of what you just described. So true. Now, 
they say that there is always music amongst the trees in the garden but our hearts must be very quiet to hear it and based on what we've discussed when we hear that voice we feel elated we feel excited and energized because we know that our life has changed so what is that one moment that you can share with our listeners beyond which you knew without a doubt that this is what you were meant to do now i understand that there were different phases in your life but maybe you can talk about just one of those phases i think one of the one of the fun times to talk about i had taught meditation and yoga and then that phase ended and it is important to understand at least in the old days when there was no support for this i had to walk away from what i thought was the only thing in the world mm-hmm. i didn't know where i was going but i knew that wasn't it so it was like neti neti it's not this anymore i had to go to something i had at least walk away from that and discover and and nowadays there's so many coaches and healers and 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 people to help you with this but back then i had to figure it out myself and one day i was sitting in the backyard in a hammock it was the summertime relaxing and all of a sudden as i said before i'm a vision person i saw a bottle of ayurvedic herbs in my brain in my mind mm-hmm. and it was like i was saying start a ayurvedic herb company and the the energy of that the force of that joy or inspiration or whatever i i popped out uh, and if you ever try to get out of a hammock quickly you know how hard that is <laughs> i somehow was standing on my feet before i knew it i ran in the house i got a pad and paper and a calculator and i got all the prices and i figured out if i got the herbs and i put them in packages and and when i got all done and and you're an mba i had no business experience object this was what i came up with wow i could actually break even and make a business out wow. of this <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i did i started a new phase i there was only one or two or uh, ayurvedic herb companies at the time and they weren't they only had limited supplies and for my clients they needed a lot more and with no business experience just purely from that vision i started that phase of my life of helping people because the herbs as i said earlier i had the flu it it cleared up my flu in, in just like 3 seconds so that's one of my favorite stories to talk about in terms of um, life life purpose calling or mission mm-hmm. that is indeed an inspiring story and thanks for sharing uh all right swamiji that which has a beginning has an end too and so we have now <laughs> reached the final round the wisdom round <laughs> <laughs> your next your next mission is going to have a game show yeah, exactly <laughs> and during this round i will ask you a series of questions and you will respond with nuggets of wisdom just like in a rapid fire round so swami ji are you ready i am ready awesome what is the best advice you have ever received the best advice is choose a job you love so much you would pay to do it now we know that great habits can change your life so if you had to recommend a personal habit that contributes to your well-being what would it be i think it, at this time in our lives the best thing anyone can do is from the moment they become aware in the morning ask yourself am i in joy am i relaxed am i comfortable am i happy in this moment because thoughts are things mm-hmm. and if you can align yourself with your joy instantly your day is going to go smoother and if you can use that as you said a gps all day long how am i doing am i in joy if not what can i do to get there so that would be my uh, it's so much easier to do now than ever before back in the old days people laughed at me nowadays people are crying for this <laughs> so could you describe the first 2 hours of your day what is your morning ritual like my morning is usually if i have a, a vision it comes just as i'm waking up if i become aware of a dream i i i say is my dream joyful and as i'm waking up am i joyful is my heart joyful because i think if we think of anything other than joy it's low self esteem in in multiple forms it could be beating ourselves up or guilt or or any number of things and it's so subconscious we don't even know we're doing it so for example i used to wake up and uh, make tea and my back would start to hurt and i i noticed if and if i did yoga it would stop and i could actually notice because i live so quietly out in the country that my thoughts were telling me something negative about myself and my back was crunching up 
So the first thing I do when I wake up is, am I joyful? And then I stretch and I send love to all parts of my body, my heart. I think about the day ahead and, and put make sure I see myself in joy in those places. And are there any intuitions that are coming to me for the day? It's sort of like having a, a briefing with God before the day begins, you know, an early morning meeting. Then when I, I say my prayers, I do my meditation, then I get up, uh, I, I go to the bathroom, and then I make tea, I do my yoga. And if I haven't the night before, usually the night before, I'll set out the plans of what I need for the next day to do. And, if, and then I'll review those plans and then start to do them. And usually my mornings, uh, I, I do work where it's just me in the silence. So that by 7, 8, 9, 10, or sometimes later, then I can go out and work in the world. But the real work begins in the morning. The joy is my first job. The yoga and the herbs or uh, the yoga and the tea is a second job. And then suddenly then it becomes more and more involved in the world as those few hours develop. Mm-hmm. Now, Finding and reading the right book can be life-changing. So if you could recommend one book for our listeners that transformed your life, what would it be? One book, eh? <laughs> <laughs> After 40 years. Let's see. I'd like to briefly sort of go over the three phases of my life because the book changed, helped me change my lives. The first thing that changed my life was a quote by Henry Thoreau, which said, uh, if a man can, uh, here's the pace of a Here's the beat of a different drummer. Perhaps it's because uh, let let him step it at that pace, no matter how measured or far away. And that was the first time I got permission that to know, realize that there's somebody else out there who hears things that that life goes on for them at a different pace than society. And that was a for life affirming. And from that, uh, Thoreau read the Gita, and when I read the Gita for the first time, I saw the Bhagavad Gita, the, the philosophy of India, uh, Indian philosophy, it was very much how my brain worked. And living in America, I, as far as I knew, I was the only person who thought like this. Mm-hmm. So that was a life-affirming book. And then later, I read a book, uh, much later in, in the, in the uh, 90s, uh, called Leadership and the Art and Self-Deception, Leadership and Self-Deception. And it was a book that it was not, quote unquote, a spiritual book. And yet it was so profound because it showed, it shows us that we get in our own ways as leaders, leaders of our own life, if we're not leaders at work. And if we blame other people for things that go wrong, but really it's we made a choice to not do something. And the example was when there was a, uh, a strike at the hospital and the doctors went on strike, Mm -hmm. the death rate went down in the hospital. And when the doctors went back after the strike, the death rate went back up. This was in another, some other country. It wasn't in America. And it's just, so here I am, a so-called spiritual person on a spiritual path. And I had to ask myself, am I blaming, where am I blaming other people? I have to, if I'm doing, wherever I'm doing that, I have to stop. I have to take responsibility for my life. So that was a very powerful book for me, too. Those would be the, the ones that I think that's enough books to talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for that. Listeners, you can find the links to all the resources that we talk about in the show notes. So, Swamiji, chatting with you today was a phenomenal experience. Same here. Same here with you, Ajay. Thanks a lot. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for today. Tell us the best way we can find you. And then we'll say goodbye. I think the thing we can be most grateful for today is how easy it is to change our thoughts Mm. from negative to positive and transform our lives in the blink of an eye. Mm. And this is the age of celebration. So, folks, the only work you have to do, the only work we have to do is celebrate in a healthy way. And you can reach me at The Hip Guru, T-H-E-H-I-P-G-U-R-U, The Hip Guru, All my books are there. You can connect with me to get me to speak to your college, to your business. If you're entrepreneurs and you need some some help with uh, breakthroughs, thehipguru.com. Well, thanks for that. Uh, Again, even this 
domain link will be there in the show notes so people can just click on the link and head on over to your website where i've seen there are so many resources there are videos there are blog articles and other information that will literally change your life yeah and i have a free download another how to how to delete your stress in 60 seconds or less there's another download that's there for free on the homepage. awesome so swamiji thank you for appearing on my seven chakras inspiring us and taking our listeners one step closer to a human revolution. It is my pleasure. We'll continue your success and helping the people understand all the options that are out there for them and how much joyful and beautiful life it can be. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.